lot of my brothers are dead and gone. Like they've been hanging on the block a little too long. What can I say? I hope they live to see a brighter day. And the ones that are doing fine, God bless you because you're doing fine. At the end of the day, don't forget about me. Yeah, Mike, check one, two. One night just show in the building. About to hit the button, y'all. o'clock time for me to hit the button y'all and once again we're going to welcome to the one night your show it's going down today and we do this every sunday at four o'clock the one night your show it's been a big week a lot of things are going on we have a really special guest on today this afternoon awesome awesome show we have prepared for you guys so i'm giving you time some to uh populate the room so start to share, share, you know, share to your friends, share, 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 like. You're definitely going to want to share this thing. Because we're getting it straight from D.C., y'all. Straight from D.C. right now. I'm heavy. We're heavy in the room. I'm going to crack the mics early. Sandra, you in the house? Crack the mics, crack the mics. Stan yes. Moss, you in the house? Yeah, Stan here. Moss in the house. We here. Mike Jones, you in the house? Mike Jones. Mike Jones in the house. Good. All right, so that's the best. So we got the mics cracked. Listen, guys, make sure you share, 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 share the show. Come on, let's go. One night to one people. One night to one people. We are in the building and we are live. And we have an exciting hour. Yes, we do. So I think we have some fun. And it's now 401. Did you guys hear you sharing? Yes, we did. All right. Share, share, share. Woo! <laughs> All right, so once again, we're going to welcome you to the One Night to Show. And, uh, you know, we do this thing every week um, at 4 o'clock every Sunday. And I have uh, all of our hosts are here today, which is great because some weeks I miss or whatever. And I'm Rock Logic and Stan Morris and Sandrea yes. Coleman and Mike Jones. We're all here. And that's beautiful. So my week was great. All right, Bob. Right, go, 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 so, so if you know, like this weekend, I wasn't here to do any of the Boardwalk Global Media podcast. I wasn't right, here right. for the real discussion. I wasn't here for Mi Gente. I wasn't here for any of those shows. So um I was doing uh, I was DJing for Bishop Ebenard Jordan. Okay. Actually, it was his birthday. He just turned 62. Okay. Um, big happy, uh, big uh birthday shout out to him okay. and also to his wife, uh Pastor Deborah Jordan. Um, and it was great. It was a two-day celebration. And yesterday, well, I DJed to Friday night. Okay. And there was nothing religious about my DJing, as you know. Okay. Right? I, I played all secular music, but, you know, it was 35 and up, 40 and up. Right. So it was no cursing. You know, I did like the mm -hmm. 90, not even the 90s. I did the 70s. I did house music. I did disco. Oh, and I was going so hard music. that the, uh, <laughs> that the, um, the maitre d' had to come over and go, yo, man, you got to stop. I said, no, nah, I can't stop. I'm going to keep going. And he's like, no, no, no. Listen, they're not sitting down to eat. Wow. You have to you stop. Have so, like that. Yeah, I had him going hard. So That's nice. that, was, that, was a, that was a nice thing. And then um, day two, which was yesterday, I did a little DJing, more engineering, and Reverend Al Sharpton came through okay. to wish okay. him a happy birthday. Nice. He stayed for a couple of minutes. He comes to his birthday every year. Okay. And uh, he was there this year on like clockwork, came okay. in, wished uh, Archbishop a happy birthday, and then he moved on and they had the choirs. And I, I sent some of you guys some pictures of the choirs. Okay. okay. Richie Dillard going crazy at the end of the okay. night. So, okay. That was my week. It was wow. exciting. Awesome. Awesome. What'd you do, Sandrea? Super yeah, activist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my week was uh, blessed and busy as usual. Um, during the week, I checked on the elderly and other residents to see if they needed any assistance, you know, with repairs, PPE, right. shopping, or accommodation to their uh, medical appointments, you know, as the centers have been closed, although they slowly uh, opening up. 
there's still a need for our most vulnerable population to, you know, know that there's people on the ground that, you know, are willing to help them. Um, I spent uh, literally every day this week talking to residents about early voting, uh, right choice voting, uh, and what races are happening in the primary day, which is June 22nd, because a lot of people do not even know what the ballot looks like, and they do not know, they have no idea who they're going to vote for. And I'm not really trying to tell people who to vote for, but I am telling them that, you know, these races are very impactful for you and you need to have your voice heard by casting your ballot. On Thursday, June 10th, which shout out to my brother was his birthday too. Um, DJ Isaiah, gospel DJ. Uh, uh, New York public housing residents, we had a day of rage uh, rally, which was held down uh, right in front of Foley Square. It was very well attended. Uh, a lot of speakers and it just was a good, you know, good time to see all the different uh, residents and allies come together. People from uh, every borough was there. So it was very well represented, represented a lot of coalitions, you know, Justice for All Coalition, Homes Eyes yes, Coalition yes. and, you know, so forth. So um, that was good. Um, so, uh, yesterday I attended an art event on yesterday sponsored by City Canvas, uh, which it was also um hosted by CB8, which is my community board arts committee. Um, and this initiative was to promote local artists, actors, and musicians. Uh, and it actually concludes the day I did go live yesterday for about a minute, just okay. to show y'all a little bit of the scenery. Yeah, and lastly, today makes 377 days straight with UES for BLM, our nightly vigil at Carl Schultz Park. Amazing, amazing. You know, that's dedication. Yep. Yeah. 300, how many days? 377 days. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Keep yeah. Are you still getting a nice, like, turnout about so, that? So-so. I mean, it's, it's really light right now, but it's okay. No, but you the know? dedication is yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what's important. We've seen a lot happen, so. You should yeah. actually celebrate an anniversary. We had the anniversary. Uh, June 2nd was our anniversary. Oh, you did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very well attended. Okay, great. Yeah. Stan the man. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Stan Morse. Yes. Hold on, let me switch the camera, Stan Morse. Hold on. Booyah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, definitely a busy week for me. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it out to the um, Day of AIDS because I was doing outreach in Astoria um, houses. And I um, mean, just letting folks know really what's going on with this blueprint. And um, it's amazing when you walk through the development mm -hmm. and actually speak to residents, how many of them really don't know what it is. And also some of the resident council presidents are really not 100% sure. So I was in Ravenswood um, this week, also in Astoria, also in Queensbridge, just letting the people know what's happening, knocking on doors, um, talking to them and giving them information, you know, so they can really understand what this bill is about and why it's so important to keep public housing public and, uh, yeah. and put it into any of these privatization schemes that they're trying to shove down the residents' throats. You know, then I had, um, in Queensbridge, we had states, uh, State Senator Brian Benjamin came out. Okay. Um, I know he's running for control, but he came to visit with us. Mm -hmm. uh, Bruno Levy, who's running for city council, mm -hmm. was out there in Queensbridge okay. on Friday. Along with my brother Sugar Ray and Miles right. and all okay. of us, we Sugar gave Ray out. closed out. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yes, yes. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard. So um, it was just a, week, a real busy week of just talking with residents. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm hearing some interesting things about some of the buildings being privatized, but then developments that we don't really know about. You know, so yeah. I'm gonna be doing my research. You know, because mm -hmm. how is this happening? Um, if the blueprint is on hold, uh, right. so we really need to find out what's going on. I'm hearing some residents are being paid off. Okay. Uh, for the apartments, you know, so I don't know how true it is, but I would definitely be on my investigative work um, throughout the next few weeks to find out how true all of this is. I heard another development, um, Jamaica Houses, some of those buildings might have been sold, you know, so there's a lot of things seemingly being going on under the radar, right? you know, that, um, that we are not all aware of, you know, so we really got to pay attention, folks. If you see changes happening in your development uh, that you don't know about, um, if you see um, some sort of repairs being done, you know, that are um, seemingly suspicious when they haven't done those repairs before, then we need to really check and find out if there's some privatization happening under the radar that we don't know about, you know? So I'll be, I will be getting back uh, with, with answers to those questions, uh, particularly as it relates to Ravenswood, um, as it relates to Queensbridge. I hear there may be a development or a uh, house or buildings uh, privatized there. So we got some work to do, folks. You know, the bite, we won that fight. But they're coming back. You know, they'll be back in September, I'm sure, to bring this bill back. Were you at, uh, were you at 26 Federal Plaza the other day? No, I wasn't. I know Sanjay was there. Sanjay was there. I was doing some outreach in, um, in the Soviet houses, you know. So we got to fight, folks. You know, we want a, a, a victory, but it's a small victory. We got to really, really fight and educate ourselves. Spread the word to your community about the blueprint. Most of the residents don't know really what it is, you know, so they cannot 
and should not pass any legislation when about maybe 70% of the people living in NYCHA don't know what it is. So that was my week. And I'm definitely going to keep it up and do some more outreach this upcoming week and get that word out. Mike Jones, talk to me. Well, this week, well, I actually gave my boy Nick a little driving lesson. Oh, my God, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it or not. He gave me how um, he was driving the car. Okay. But, um, whew, I mean, it was a, he did good. But I actually have my, because I have two graduations. I have my first graduation on the 11th. For you, yourself personally, right? Your graduation. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Great, yes. great, great, graduation great, 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 great. I got my bachelor's. I have um two graduations because how the school worked, I went to Colorado Technical University. Right. So we had one to three different classes every five and a half weeks. Okay. So we didn't start the semester like how other colleges started this right, semester. Right. So when um whoever finished their classes or they everything on May 6th had the graduation on the 11th. Right. But every senior from June before will have the big graduation on August 21st. Okay. Okay. So this is my first, okay. no, this is the graduation I had, you know, I was a little excited. That's big news, Mike. Congratulations. Wow. Man. We, um, okay. more college graduates out here. Oh, hey, 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 hold on. Somebody just popped on the screen. Uh-huh. Hold on. Hold on. Is that, a, is that Senator uh, Chuck Schumann house? Uh-huh. I don't know. Who might it be? <laughs> uh, apparently it's Iris Winshell or something like that. That's, <laughs> That's my wife. Uh, her okay. computer. Okay. Her computer. Okay. We wasn't, we uh, wasn't sure. I, Senator, we wasn't sure, so I didn't want to let anybody into the room. Right, so we yeah. held it for so a I'm minute. I'm on signal, yeah. You know, so. Uh, oh, I'm, it's good. I'm me. <laughs> That's Dino. Well, well, awesome. It is great to have you. So, uh, Sandrea, go ahead, go for it. Yeah, so uh, we are humbled and excited to yes. have uh, Chuck Schumer, the United States Senator with That's us, yes, uh, the majority leader. Yes, yes. A yes. phenomenal man. Yes. You, do know, you do know you're the guy that kind of talks to the president every now and again, right? Don't every so often I get him on the phone. Yes, I do. <laughs> so talking about public housing. I told him. That's right. That's right. You need that. So please greet our viewership and tell us what you're working on. And, and we'll just flow with the show as usual. You bet. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Sandrea, to you and to Rock and to Stan and to Mike. Thank you for co-founding One NYCHA. Yeah. Thank so you. Thank you. NYCHA has always needed a voice. The tenants, the residents of NYCHA needed a voice and you have given them a great voice. And that's mm-hmm. why one NYCHA is such a great success. So okay. I want to thank you. Thank you thank for you. providing, you know, NYCHA has what? Six, 700,000 residents. Yeah. Yes. City. There'd be 12 radio and TV stations, but mm-hmm. we got only one that deals with that talks to, to talks about what we need in NYCHA mm-hmm. and you do it. So I want to join you today to push uh, my my um, fight, okay. my yes. desire, my goal, my my passion to wipe out NYCHA's backlog of maintenance work. Yeah, get everything Ooh. done. Fix the pipes. Get rid of the mold. Fix the heat. Mm-hmm. Fix the air conditioning. The electric. Yeah. You name it. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I wanted to share with your listeners and with you four, my friends, mm-hmm. a little story about January 6th. It may seem okay. a little out of context, <laughs> yeah. but it's going to show you why all this is so important to me. So January 6th, for me, could be described the way Charles Dickens, in his book, A Tale of Two Cities, mm. his opening line, he was talking about the French Revolution, but he was saying it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. January 6th was the best of times and the worst of times for me. Best of times, because we, January 5th, were the elections in Georgia. We knew if we elected our two Georgia senators um, that we'd have a majority, and I'd achieve my goal of being majority leader. Right. Well, it was a close election. I stayed up all Tuesday night. Tuesday mm-hmm. night became Wednesday morning. I'm on the computer. What are the results in Atlanta? How many African-American turnout in Chatham County and all this? Finally, at four in the morning, we've learned we have won. And our two mm-hmm. candidates, John Ossoff, who's a protege of John Lewis, but mm-hmm. Raphael Warnock, is that the polo grounds? Uh, is that what 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 uh, development do you see? Oh, so I'm. I'm sitting uh, by Holmes. Holmes Towers is behind me, and Isaac Houses is behind Rock. And I actually lived in both developments. <laughs> I'm actually in Isaac's now. Well, anyway, Warnock, the new senator from Georgia, first African American ever, 
for two years lived in Harlem. He was the associate pastor of the Abyssinian Baptist Church. Wow, I didn't know that. So he has a bit of New York in him, which is good. Anyway, so finally at four in the morning, these two have won. And I am going to become majority leader. My dream, my goal. Mm. And my first emotion, as you can imagine, was one of joy. You know, when any one of us has set a personal goal, a very important personal goal, family goal, religious goal, uh, business goal, you name it. And you would, and it takes a long time to get there. There are logs in the path and detours along the road. You finally get there. Your first reaction is joy and gratefulness to God. I'm here. Mm -hmm. That was the first one. But the second emotion that I had came on strong and quick, stronger and quicker than I thought. And I tried to think of the right word. And a few days later, I came up with, and the word I came up with was awe, A-W-E. Not the way my teenage daughters would use awe. You know, gee, dad, that movie was awesome. But but rather the biblical, you remember in the Bible, when the angels see the face of God, they tremble in awe. I was almost trembling with realizing the huge responsibility placed on my shoulders and the shoulders of our democratic majority, thin though it was, to deal with so many of the problems in our country. And they involve climate and economic inequality and racial justice. And one of them is fixing up our housing and providing housing for people. So much responsibility. And the responsibility was substantive, all the things I mentioned. It was political. You, we all know we have so many of our friends who say it doesn't mean a darn bit of difference who I vote for. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we had run and we promised we'd get checks in people's pockets and vaccines in people's arms. We had a chance mm-hmm. to prove that electing us would actually make a difference. But the third responsibility was maybe the most important. And that was what I call moral. Mm-hmm. You may have asked yourself the same question I've asked myself. How could 70 million people vote for such a despicable man as Donald Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This man is divisive. He's a bigot. He's only for his own ego. How the hell did they vote for him? Right. And the answer I came to is they were losing losing faith in the future. When people lose faith in the future, they can vote for a demagogue. They can vote for a Mm -hmm. dictator, someone who just blame, in this case, blame immigrants, blame people of color, blame the city, et cetera. Okay. So these were my responsibilities. And I had these two emotions coursing through my veins. Can't sleep. Mm get in the car, go to D.C., drive down to D.C. I get on the floor of the Senate at 1 p.m. as the first time as the new majority leader. I haven't even given my first speech yet. I'm on the floor of the Senate for an hour when a police officer in a big bulletproof vest and a machine gun strapped across his waist grabs me by the collar very firmly, just like this. Mm. You're in danger. We got to get out of here. He didn't didn't even know what was going on. He explained it to me. So you may have seen it because it was caught on camera. Mm. It was cameras and they showed it at the impeachment trial and a lot of times on TV. They show me walking out the door of the Senate chamber. I'm turned to, I'm turned to the right. I have two, a police officer on each side. We're walking, walking briskly. I go in a door. Then you don't see me for 20 seconds. And 20 seconds later, I'm running out the door at full speed. I was within 20 feet of these. I'd use a curse word, except this is a very family. <laughs> These guns of guns, let's put them. There you go. (laughs) These guns of roses. There you go. You got it. You got it. Anyway, 20 feet. Had one of them had a gun. Had two of them rushed to block off the door. Who knows if I'd be here today. And, you know, it was reported one of them saw me and pointed at me and said, there's the big Jew. Let's get him. Bigotry against one is bigotry against all, as we know. So that was the worst of times. Now we're getting back to the better of times. They arrested about 400 of these people. I think Mm. Adam. We've delivered the checks and the vaccines, and now we're starting to do good things again, such as helping public housing. And right. so let me tell you a little about that and then a few other things I'm trying to do, and then we can do a little questioning and have a friendly chat. All right, cool. So the president recommended, it wasn't bad. We all know that public housing has been disinvested in by the city, by the state, and by the feds. Yes. yes. That's a line. So in the 70s, when you got an apartment in public housing, I know none of you are that old, but. Uh, well, well, well. I'm not tell my age, but I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm a heard of people like this. Yeah. But when you got an apartment in public, I said, great, it's a nice apartment. I'll have a decent yes. place to live. But over the years, it has been totally disinvested in, and we live with the kind of terrible conditions um, that uh, I mentioned before. 
in terms of elevators and heat and vermin and mold right. and appliances breaking and leaks and you name it. Okay. So Joe Biden, to his credit, put in his budget $40 billion for public housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more than anyone's done in a little while, but it's not enough. Right. So I am saying it's got to go to 80 plus, 80 right. plus. If we get 80 plus in the nation. Right. New York, NYCHA gets 40 billion of it. Right. City housing. I'm not going to say NYCHA because I'll talk about that in a minute. And that's enough money to do what we need. That's yeah. enough money to do 40 billion for us is enough money. That's what the experts say, um, that we will have the money we need. So I am fighting for it along. We got several Congress people who are fighting with us. Nydia Velasquez has been my ally. I've been the leading advocate for public housing for the mm-hmm. last while under Trump. Didn't do much good. That son of a, that, what, what did you call him, Rock? I didn't hear what you called. Guns and Roses. That Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, got nothing under him. But we, Nydia Velasquez is fighting hard. From She represents Queens and Brooklyn. Uh, Richie Torres, who did a very good job fighting for the tenants on the city council, is now a congressman mm-hmm. from the Bronx. Right. His mother's still in housing. So. Right. Yep. Adriano Espia, mm-hmm. he's fighting with us. We got the congressional people fighting. So we want to get this money, and it's a big fight in this upcoming infrastructure bill. The Republicans don't want to put in any money, but I'm the majority leader, and I got a lot of say, and this is one of my highest. All right. <laughs> now, one more point to make, Sandria. Once we get that money, we're not just going to give it to NYCHA and let them do what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. They ignore the tenants, as you know. And half the time, tenants will say, what the heck are they spending money on this for? How did they pick that contractor? Or whatever. Right. We will let groups like one NYCHA, mm-hmm. the council of president, the resident council uh, presidents, the presidents of the different developments. We are going to try to make sure that you have much more say in where that money goes. And you're gonna have right. you're gonna have your fingers right there on the button that they right. can't push it unless you approve it. Right. And uh, right. I have an ally there, um, and she agrees with us, and that's Alika Amprey Samuel from right. Right. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Right. Okay. Committee, and she does a great job. So we're gonna fight hard to get this money and then make sure it's well spent. And then all these other things that NYCHA is saying they want to do because they don't have enough money. They won't do anymore. They won't right. do anymore. So this is all to the good for the 600,000, 700. You know, no one knows the exact number because people are doubled up. Right. But so many people who are living here. Let me tell you three more things I'm trying mm-hmm. to say that you would care about. One, people don't know of this, but I'd like the NYCHA residents to know this. So in that ARP bill where we saved our subways and got money to the small businesses and got money to the churches and got people the $1,400 checks and the vaccine, There's something starting in July that's going to affect almost every resident of public housing with a child. Mm. You've nearly doubled the child tax credit. So if you are a single parent with an income below 75,000, if you are a two-family, two-parent family with an income below 150,000, you will get in the mail from the federal government for the whole year, you know, to overcome the COVID, all the problems COVID created, $300 $300 check for every child zero to six and a $250 check for every child six to 17. Awesome. It also applies to um, uh, adults who are disabled and are living with you because they're disabled and they can't go out on their own. So this awesome. is a big, this is going to be, you know, Beautiful. the checks were good, but this is a lot of money. People should know it. Second thing right. we're trying to do. We have a lot of residents of NYCHA who are, they're the first in their family to go to college. Mm-hmm. And yet they get out of college and they're often taken advantage of by these for-profit co- with huge amount of debt. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get the president. He can do this with a flick of a pen. You don't need legislation to cancel $50,000 of student debt. Ooh, wow. Good. I need that. And I anybody need... else? Oh, Women, of color. Women of color are the number one people affected. It's huge. And if the parent took over the debt, if the parent took over the debt, it applies to them. So this is a good thing. We need everyone who is in this situation and their families to send an email letter call to Biden. Biden, I told Joe Biden, I said, we got to get this done. Well, I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm going to try to get a national campaign to push you to get it done. He said, go right ahead. So he's not even against having the pressure put on him, so do it. 
And the third thing we're trying to do, which people should know about, two more. One is criminal justice reform. Okay. Okay. We need, we need, need, no one's against having uh, low crime and dealing Mm -hmm. with and having police, but there's too much racial systemic bias in the police. That's right. That's right. Okay. So I've put together legislation along with then Senator Kamala Harris, now vice president, of course, and Cory Booker. And uh, Ben Crump, he, you know, is the lawyer for the Floyd family, yes. the Taylor family. Yes. He's the most famous civil rights lawyer yes. around. Yes. And it's called the Justice in Policing Act. Okay. And it really goes after the police who are bigoted and who never get dealt with appropriately. And uh, it's a very good thing. We're trying to do that. And the final thing I'm trying to do, these are just mm-hmm. four other things that affect your residents, but aren't public housing issues per se. They're affected broader than that. Is, decrim- is legalized marijuana and expunge the records. So many of our young people have a small amount of marijuana in their pocket because marijuana is just overly criminalized. They treat it like it's heroin. They treat it like it's crack or cocaine. Yeah. Uh, they get long prison sentences and they're stuck. Yeah. Right. Not only legalize it, but we'd expunge the records so people could live decent lives. So those are some of the things I'm trying to do that I know your residents care about because I talk right. to them a lot. So that's it. First, Ooh. top of the list, Listen. double. I want to say, I want to thank you personally. I got one of those letters in the mail yep. for the, the targeted child um, thing. So I got that personally myself. So I want to say thank you. That came in my mailbox yesterday. There you go. There yes, you I'm go. thanking you personally for that. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's we're gonna keep sending it. We'd like to make that permanent, by the way. Wow. wow. We'll take half the kids in America out of poverty. Yeah. When a child is born into poverty and they don't get the proper education mm-hmm. or health care or housing or clothing, and they're 16 years old, they're in a ditch. Now a lot of them mm-hmm. climb out of that ditch on their own, but a lot of them don't. This will be mm-hmm. great for America. It won't only be, be good, it won't only be great for the kids and their families getting this money. It'd be great for America because there'll be enough money to give the kids at least not starting out way behind the finish, you know, way behind the starting line. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Right. And I mean, in other countries, you know, college is free. Right. Yeah. You can go to college for free. And, mm-hmm. and we don't do that here. Um, I have so much I want to say to you, but I have to acknowledge people in the chat room real quick, Chuck. Uh, big shout out to Kim Tyree in the chat room. Cynthia Tibbs is in the chat yes. room. Rodney Jones is in the chat room. Queensbeds. Lisa Ray's hey, uh, is hey, in the chat room. So. Um, and Georgia Watkins is in the chat room. Yes, Ravenswood. Yes. yes. Um, Maria Maria yes. is in the chat Faithful. room. Renee Mickens is in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. There's a lot of comments. Right. Um, and before I get to those, I guess we'll kind of go around the table. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you. And you know we're all getting older. Speak for yourself, Rob. That's why I'm saying you, 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 right? And he said, "Speak for yourself." That's right. I'm just saying, as a younger man, Chuck, right? When you were <laughs> no, running against, uh, I am, I, I am seventy. But seven. I, and this is the hardest job, majority leader with fifty votes, and the Republicans being the sons, uh, guns and roses yeah. that they are. Um, it's the hardest job I ever had, but I have more energy and more enthusiasm than any job I ever had because it's so darn important. Right. So I feel like I'm 40. I do. I do. That's great. That's so, great. so I wanted to ask you, in, in your younger years, right, when you first started, what was it like? And I know this, so you probably don't get this question much, but I do remember. What was it like when you ran against Al D'Amato? When you first oh, yeah. Well, no young. one thought I could beat Al D'Amato. Uh-huh. And you may remember, uh, he was nasty. You know, yeah. he, he used racist names. Mm. He, came not, he was so against the things we believe in. But you know what I did? No one thought I could win, but I knew I could win. Right. Awesome. You know what I said to myself? If I do everything right, even if he does everything right, I'll beat him. It's if I make mistakes, I'll screw up. So that gave me a little bit of peace of mind, you know? And I just worked, outworked him. The first day he said, Chuck Schumer's soft on crime, you know, cause I wasn't for all these ridiculous laws that incarcerated people forever. And he uh-huh. said, too liberal for too long. And we had an answer. We said, Al D'Amato said this and this and then did the opposite. Al D'Amato, mm. too many lies for too long. Mm. Stuck it right back to him. We gave him the old Brooklyn one too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> 
right, go ahead, we beat them. And I'll say one more thing. And this is the truth. And this is, you know, I'm a person of faith. And I believe if you work hard and don't give up and have faith, God will provide justice. Yeah. It takes a damn long time. Sorry. A <laughs> darn long Sorry for that. It takes a darn long time. But it always happens. I have found more people I've come up against in my life who have cut every corner, been dishonest, and for a while they get ahead. Sooner or later, it catches up with them. Sooner or later. And that's the way God has made the world. I have faith. Yeah. He's a God of justice. That's right. That's right. He's a God of justice. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll ask, I guess, this question maybe. Um, so we have a homeless crisis in this country, and it has exacerbated what is Congress going to do for, you know, for this crisis, uh, especially with, you know, we have the eviction moratoriums uh, that are subject to, you know, expire shortly or soon, yeah. in a, like, was in like August or something like that. You know, That's how do we keep right. people in their homes and in their apartments? Okay, so here, here, first, we got $2 billion to New York State, more around mm -hmm. the country to pay for people's rents who lost their, who couldn't pay their rents because of COVID. So they won't be kicked out and we won't have more people, you know, out on the streets. Okay. But then we put $5 billion in to, to helping provide some housing for homeless people, including Great. money to take some of these hotels that are now vacant or not filled up and turn them into sort of congregate good shelters for people mm. so, and housing. Biden, to his credit, once he put in quite a bit of money for assisted housing. I'm not talking the 80, the 40 billion he put in for public housing that we want 80, but he put another about 150 for uh, to build assisted house, you know, to build uh, affordable housing for people. So we're starting to do something on that, you know, the homeless crisis. And then there's one other issue with the homeless crisis. Mm -hmm. We need more mental health services. Yeah. A lot of homeless folks. Um, have you know they have PTSD because they're veterans or something yeah. like that but if you had some real mental health counseling you could do some good there too so we you know the, the bill the Biden bill is really you know like the ARP bill is very broad and very comprehensive and it looks okay. at the problems that our society has had for decades and tries to really for the first time get its arms around them now I'm going to work hard to pass it. I got some people in my own caucus. You've heard of some of those mm -hmm. names. I won't mention them here. <laughs> mm -hmm. They begin with an M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, who are somewhat <laughs> resistant. But we're working on them. And, you know, to their credit, every Democrat voted for that big ARP bill, which was the most mm -hmm. impressive, strongest thing in a long time. This is even better. And we're working hard to get them on our side. So, but we have some good help for the homeless in there, Sandrea. Good help. Okay, that's good because up east side we um we're building. Uh, it should open next year a safe haven, and it's it's really a resistance from uh, some people want it. I'm for it, and there's some people that are against it. And there, this initiative actually will house the homeless population that is actually living on our streets. We see them every day. Yes, we're about to yes. house them, and they're against it. It's it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I have found that my whole career. They wanted to build, a, uh, in when I first was assemblyman, mm -hmm. they wanted to build a, a congregate living place for retarded children. Mm -hmm. The whole neighborhood was against it. These are harmless kids. They just needed right. some help. We yeah. got it done. Took a while. Bad. Mike. But people are afraid. You know, I understand that when there's change and they're not given the things they need and safety and security, they get afraid. Mm -hmm. But uh, you gotta you gotta address the real issues, not the exactly. fake issues. Like yeah, that. you're right, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. And by the way, I just want to say in the chat room, I'm gonna get to some of your questions. I'm gonna do like a little. Is that cool, uh, Chuck? That we do a little yes. chat room. I session? have to, I have another about 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Great. great. All right. Go, Mike Jones. Well, I want to know how can we get past voter suppression? Oh, that's a great question, Mike. So Ooh, we. Yeah, Mike. Oh, Mike Jones. Mike hmm. Jones is on the money. You know, <laughs> <laughs> made him very young, happy. He's a youngster here, the youngest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we have a bill called S. First, what these what these Republican states are doing to suppress the vote. Mm. Despicable. Despicable. Yes. Um, let me just say, in a democracy, when you lose an election, as Trump lost, praise God, um, <laughs> yeah. you win over the voters you lost. Say, hey, why did I lose this group or that group or these people or those people? I better win them over. 
in a dictatorship, in an autocracy, you say, I'm going to stop those people who voted against me from voting. And that's what the Republic, listen to this, in three or four states, if you want to vote by absentee, they want you to have a notary public come to your house. Ridiculous. No yeah. poor person is going to do that. And by the way, I'm not unsophisticated. I wouldn't know how to get a notary public to come to my house. Right. You know, so in another, they are doing, they're just doing so many bad things, including in Georgia, they've arranged it so that in the African-American neighborhoods, there are so many fewer polling places. You got to wait online for hours. Right. So, so people would come and give them water or give people waiting online a sandwich. Yeah. Now that's a crime in that's, Georgia. Yes. Do you believe that? Yeah. That's yes. insanity. Yeah. We Pure did a CTA insanity. on that. Yes. I'm not making this up. No. You're not. So, You're not. <laughs> so we have this bill, S1. Okay. Uh, uh, it's called S1. I'm the majority leader. First from New York ever, by the way. First one ever. Awesome. That's something. Was an exterminator, never made any money. You know, he's 90, he's turning 98 on Monday. And oh. uh, he's a funny guy. He says, I'm 98. I was an exterminator. How bad could DDT have been? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, pretty bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why anyway, <laughs> anyway um, so this bill, I get to name it. I made it the most important bill. And it'll allow the Justice Department to go in and undo all these bad laws, the federal justice. They used to be able to do this, but the conservatives on the court knocked it out in 2013. It's called the Shelby decision. So um, okay. we've got to pass this. We got 49 Democrats for it. Uh, we're working on Joe Manchin. He's the 50th. And we've had some discussions. I am working night and day to get all the people uh, to talk to him. The civil rights leadership met with him, Reverend Sharpton and Mark Morial and Derek John, the head of the NAACP. All these folks have wow. talked to him. We keep talking to him. And, you know, we'll see what happens. We're, but we're going to fight until we get this done because yeah. we cannot allow this voter suppression to yeah. happen. Yeah, it's very um, disheartening. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I have a question. Um, I know you're working on a George Floyd um, bill, I believe. Yes. That's the Justice that. by Ben Crump. You know who he, he he's the great, he's one of the great, he's probably the greatest lawyer defending people of color who were brutalized by the police, murdered, yeah. brutalized in one way or another by the police department. He's a brilliant man, very humble yes. man. Yes. Great, great, you know, great. He came from the ghetto himself, brought him, rose himself, you know, taught mm -hmm. himself and all that. And he's a brilliant man. Good. So I'm going to go into the chat room real quick. Don't mind? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So this question comes from the United Front Against Displacement. Do we know that? Huh. Good people, yes. The tenants of Harlem River Houses have filed a lawsuit against Greg Russ, demanding that privatization be stopped and that they not be forced to sign any new leases with private management companies, CNC. NYCHA and CNC are ignoring it and have begun rushing lease signings this week. Will Senator Schumer stand with tenants of Harlem River and make a statement that privatization should be halted. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. we Beautiful. got you, got you. Okay. Oh, wait, now, wait, I just want to say one more thing, though. Okay. Uh, this is important. If, you know, they're saying they need privatization because they need mm -hmm. money. And if I, as I understand it, some residents, not a majority, but some say, well, if they get some money for, if we get this 80 billion, there's no excuse for privatization. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Give it, give, yes. Yes. That's right. I right. to get myself one of those machines. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right about that. Yes. Can we do another one from the chat? Sure. Okay. But you should get in touch with my folks, the people at, what is it, Harlem River? Um, yes, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm in touch with them. So I'll yeah. put them in touch with you and we can stand with those residents yeah, in Harlem. Garrett, Garrett Armwood. Garrett, show your face here so they can see you. Yeah. I always like people to see who they're dealing with. He may be in the car or something. Garrett, Garrett. 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 I'm here. What's going on? Hey, Welcome Garrett. to the show. Garrett. Thank you. Good to be here. I'll pass uh, on the great. information yeah. to you. Garrett, you make okay. sure you follow up with Harlem River. Okay? Yeah, I'll yes. pass on the information. We'll okay, Garrett. All right. Thank you. All right, okay. Garrett's been great, too. Okay. Yes, we, I'm lucky to have him. He, yeah. used to, he used to be the Long Island person. He represented me on all of Long Island, but he just got promoted because he did so good there. Mm -hmm. Long Island's not the easiest place, as you could imagine. Right, right. Okay, we got another one. All right. Uh, let me see. 
Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, and Georgia Watkins says, I want to know, is there a law that stated that if you are not the owner, can you evict someone? I don't know the answer to that. We'll have to figure it out. I don't, you, know, you mean NYCHA is, NYCHA is the owner, right? Right, yeah. So they, it doesn't apply to them. So who, uh, I need a little more detail on yeah. that. On that one, yeah. Yeah, that one's kind of confusing. Yeah, so um, I know we have uh, a lot of white supremacy in, in the country right now. We're all dealing with that. So I'm glad to hear about the George Floyd Act. But what can we do uh, to stop, I guess, some of the white racists who have joined our police forces and joined the FBI and, and are supposed to be yeah. law enforcement? Justice Department, we have them in our Capitol Hill police. There's, yeah. there's evidence that some of those insurrectionists were aided from the inside. We don't know if that's true, but there's some evidence to that effect and we're checking that out. So it's everywhere. And look, the, this is, the George Floyd Act will deal with some of that because it will provide oversight. But here's another thing that I have done. So the, the, who are the big, most powerful prosecutors in any state and in New York? They are the US attorneys, okay? US mm -hmm. attorney for the Southern District, Eastern District, Northern District. I just appointed three people, first time ever, three African-Americans to those positions. Great. Brilliant lawyer, Damian Williams. He will be the first ever African-American uh, to be the head of the Southern District, which is Brook and Bronx, Manhattan and Westchester. That's Breon uh, Pease, for those, he has Brooklyn, Queens and Long Island. And his father was the famous Reverend Pease of uh, Brooklyn. Okay. And then Trini Ross, the first African-American woman ever appointed in upstate New York to Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, you know, that area. Um, in fact, she's not the first African-American woman ever because I'm proud to say I appointed her too. You may have heard of her, Loretta Lynch. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold so, on, hold on, Chuck. So these three people will be able to oversee the police departments under okay. the federal auspices. And I think we should, it should help clean things up. Because look, we know not all police are bad. We know right. that. And we know we need to fight crime, but you got to weed out the bad apples, period. Yeah. 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 That's, that's one Which of the, they have not done enough of. Let's be clear. Right. Would you, would you, would you say that it, I don't know if you could say it. I could say it because I worked out of uh, NYPD. I believe it's cult, it's the culture too of policing. Mm -hmm. It has something to do with the culture because. Everybody is not bad. That's 100%, but they will not actually tell or, you know, as they call rat out right. that person. And then they come complacent with what's going on or that's they just look away. Right. Sandra, Sandria, that's why we need oversight because they won't. Yeah. Somebody from the outside has got to come in and do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have, a, I have a question from the chat room. I think this one, this one seems complete. All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. From Maria Maria, she said, can you look into the resiliency program and make sure that you hold contractors, uh, I think she's trying to say responsible for the work that they are doing in Coney Island and graves and houses? Yes, definitely. Part of the bill we're putting together will make sure that these contractors are held responsible. Now they come in, they do the job. The job's not very good. You still have leaks or whatever they're supposed to fix. And then they're gone. Yes. We want to change that in spending this new money. Absolutely. So not, it, it, not just Gravesend and Coney Island, but for the whole, all of NYCHA. Right. Because what I, what I tend to find in that is that they, they hire subpar contractors Absolutely. to actually do the work that aren't really capable of doing the work. They do the Band-Aid kind of a vibe. That's what I've seen happening. Yeah. And, and look, that's why, that's why I want you and the residence council and the council of president, resident presidents to have some real say here. So right. there'll be some oversight. And um, yeah, that would be that that would be very, very important. And uh, I think it would make a big difference. And that's why we'll do it. And, you know, um, and they should be responsible for their work long after they're gone and got paid. Right. Right. That's right. true. Right. Um, the Fair Cloth Act that you know a lot of us or push push for it to be repealed uh, so we could have more public housing built. Do you think that could ever yes, happen? Yes, we try to repeal it in the uh, in this big bill I'm talking about. Awesome. That's great. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, right, that's good news. Okay, yeah. That's great. That, that that's would great. actually help. That is you know, it makes a weird process called reconciliation. Okay. The parliamentarian says, 
the, the good news about reconciliation is we only need 50 votes and then Kamala Harris breaks the tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad news is the parliamentarians can say this doesn't belong in reconciliation. We're checking it out with Fair Corp right now. Well, it's called spending of money, so mm -hmm. that's good. Well, that yeah. means we probably can get it in. Right, because public housing is the only true affordable housing. Left so, in this country yeah. today, yes. Who yeah. would have thought, you know, you have 600, 700,000 people that it would be so underinvested. It's a major investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Now, I had asked this question the other day, and I, I you know, and I'm just going to ask it to you. I asked it to Carolyn, but I, I it was kind of, it was sort of fast. Behind closed doors, when you speak to these Republicans, do they really believe half of that stuff that they're saying? Like, when you're just kind of sitting there having a whiskey and maybe smoking a cigar, and I mean, do they go, oh, you know, Chuck, you the I'm just kidding. Like, a version of whiskey. I go to the Senate gym early in the morning. <laughs> like and I learned, I learned when I started going that Democrats tend to exercise later in the day, but Republicans early in the morning. Mm. They're early in the morning with a bunch of Republicans. And when you are a 60 year old panting mm. away in your shorts on a bicycle, the inhibitions <laughs> flow away, maybe doing the job better than whiskey. Mm. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, I'd say about half of them believe this stuff. Wow. Many of them are true believers. It's really horrible. But about half don't. But they're so afraid of Donald Trump and his ability to run a primary against mm -hmm. him, get him out of office, that they don't go. And you know what's happened this year? Four or five of them have quit, said they're quitting because they know uh -huh. he's wrong. They can't go against him. So they're just leaving. But unfortunately, some of them get replaced like Lamar Alexander left. He had some degree of independence from Trump. And mm -hmm. the guy who came in was a pure Trumpite. Mm. Wow. Amazing to me. And part of the problem here is, you know, the right wing radio and the right wing TV propagates these lies. It's not right. just Donald Trump who says the election was right. right. You listen right. to Fox News, it's Sean Hannity. <laughs> and yes. And they all know better. Yeah, they do. And, and, and yet they do it. So mm. some of them believe it and some of them don't. The good news is that a good since January 6th, mm -hmm. Trump's big lie and the insurrection that many believe he fomented, including I believe that um, the number of Republicans is shrinking. Some mm -hmm. of the Republicans, so Andrea, you'd be happy to know the majority of those who are leaving are women because they're smarter about this stuff than men okay. uh, are leaving the Republican Party and okay. they're shrinking a bit. And that should help us pick up more seats in 2022. Nothing yeah. would make my life easier than having a few more seats. So 50, if with 50, any single senator can say, I'm not voting for it unless I get A, B, C, D, E. Right. With a few more, you have a little more unity. Wow. Right, gotcha, because wow. it would be a stick up. Okay. Yeah. And I just I got one last, I mean, what do you think right. Manchin's agenda really is? Because he's the one, I guess, that stands away a lot of stuff. What do you think his okay, agenda let me is? Say this. I'll, I'm gonna answer your question in a sec, but I'll just, this is my last, last question. Okay. So I have a leadership team that meets every Monday night at a quarter to five, okay? And we discuss the week and the month, et cetera. It's 10 senators. Who's on my leadership team? Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, the two most progressive senators, okay. and Joe Manchin and Mark Warner, the two most conservative senators. Mm. And then everyone in between. We sit around the room and discuss things all the time. That's good. And, um, yeah. and see what to do. And I have three rules on that team. One, treat people with respect. Don't say, oh, they're a sellout. Oh, they're this, they're, you know, when someone calls you a name, you don't, that doesn't win them over. You don't respond right. well. Yeah. Right, that's right. Second, walk in the other person's shoes. Westwood mm -hmm. is not New York, okay? Mm -hmm. But third, and the most important thing is unity. If yeah. we don't have unity, we've got nothing because then the Republicans come in and pick us apart. So right. we must be unified and everybody's got to give a little. Manchin mm -hmm. comes from West Virginia. That is, of all the Democratic senators, he's in the state that, that's the most Trump. It mm. went to Trump 70-30. So when he goes home, you know, the Republicans are beating the daylights out of him. And by the way, they're not only beating the dead. What does he say? Well, I'm trying to be bipartisan. So he believes in this bipartisanship. But there are times when you cannot cling to bipartisanship, particularly when the Republicans are not bipartisan. They're just doing it all for themselves. 
right. all these laws they're passing in reference to S-1 that you asked about before, they're not being passed bipartisan in all these state legislatures. It's just the Republicans. So we're trying to have Man Joe Manchin understand that in this area, bipartisanship just is not going to work and we'll get nothing. But his view, his survival is on bipartisanship, and that's why he's different than, say, me or most of the senators. And you got to respect it, but you can't let it, you can't, you've got to fight for what you believe in and try to convince him. And that's what we're trying to do right now. On the ARP, he went along with us. On impeaching the president, he went along with us. And on the president's cabinet, he went along. So let's hope he goes, he understands this here too. Awesome. So I got not an easy job, but you keep at it and you usually win, not always. I got I got a doozy for you. Last one, Rock. Who are you <laughs> supporting for mayor of New York City? I got a doozy for you. You think I'm that dumb to <laughs> tell you? <laughs> Answer. I knew you wouldn't answer. I knew you wouldn't answer. Well, let, me give, let me give your listeners the real answer. Whoever is mayor, I got to work with. Right. That's right. I don't want right. to start off on a bad foot with any of them. Right. There you go. Right. There you right. go. That, listen, right. and that is an honest answer. Right. Because right. that's the truth. You have to work with them. So yeah. I, can, yeah. I can see you being very neutral. You know right. what I'm saying in the situation. So, okay. Well, we appreciate you yes, coming absolutely. in and speaking to us. And I know you're leaving us now, but can you just close and tell people how important community, the local community boards are? Because um, I'm on CB8 and you, I know you're making your rounds to the community, community boards. Our community boards mm-hmm. are, the, are the eyes and ears with the grassroots right in the community. Yep. And if you want to have some say in what's happening in your neighborhood, the community boards are the way to go. So I would urge people to pay attention, to attend the meetings, to learn who their board representatives are. You know, since it's 50 people in yeah. a relatively small area, you probably know one or two of them. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Well, thank you so, so much. Uh, hey, thank you, everybody. Thank I want to thank you for coming on the show thank one you. night. And, you know, you're welcome to come back at yeah. any time. Yes. I had fun. I hope you did. Yeah, yes, we, we did. did. We yes, did. Yes. Okay. Bye bye. Or send a video to us and, you know, give announcements as I talk to Garrett. All yes, of that's Garrett. open. We'll be in touch with you. you know, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Stay healthy. All right. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Be well. And there you have. Yes. Send him Chuck Schumer on the one night you show. Yeah. yeah, and speaking truth, yeah, which yeah. I which I really enjoyed that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good show. I particularly liked his answer about the the mayoral race, mm-hmm. right? Because that brings up kind of a good point. You know, sometimes you know politicians need to be neutral, yeah. and it's okay to say that that's your answer, right? You know that's what I'm saying? I'm neutral answer. because hey, you know what? <laughs> I knew I was going to answer that. I got yeah. I, I to be cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because and I have also, to work with that person. And right. also, it would have been very influential if for him to say he's supporting someone, 100%. that would have been an endorsement. Yeah, it, 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 sure. And if he hasn't endorsed nobody now, he's not going to do it. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. But, that but, made a lot of sense. Yeah, but the answer was the right answer. Mm-hmm. Right. That you oh, don't yeah. hear from a lot of politicians. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? They go, well, they'll, they'll, they'll dance around it. He didn't dance for it. He, right. Went, right. he went, bang, this right. is why I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate that. That was a great show. And I appreciated him speaking out for the residents in Harlem mm-hmm. River Houses. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna follow up on yeah. that um, and make sure that we hold him accountable for saying he's gonna support them mm-hmm. and not sign those leases. So mm-hmm. I think that was great. He put himself on the record for that. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, Mike, great question, Mike Jones yeah. earlier. Big you know Mike, thank you, big thank Mike, thank you, thank you, big Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, listen, what do you? What's up for next week, Sandra? Because we, we don't hear from money, Mike. Too much. Often, well, what's on your agenda? I'm, I'm gonna pull up who we're gonna have on. I gotta go on my email. Okay. What, uh, what's on? Well, next week I'm back. I'm back with the schools this week. Okay. Right, so you're right. doing the whole um, OSG mm-hmm. off school grounds uh, uh, principal network. You know, because we're, we're putting the recording studios in, in schools. Right. Right. That's right. the that's the big thing. So okay. some of the deliveries from Sweetwater and BNH have come in. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, we're gonna start building these. Uh, Production, music production studios and uh, recording studios in schools, repurposing the uh, band room because nobody's picking up the tuba anymore to play the right. tuba. So mm-hmm. Right, right, right. We're doing something modern. So that's what my week looks like. And Mike Jones is on me with that, by the way. Oh, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I got him building Mike. stuff, putting good, together Mike. tables. Good. You know, we started last week at uh, PS354 out here in Queens. Okay. So we started, and but um, the big job has just come in. So we're going to start right. that next. 
And then Mike can make some money. What about you, Stan? I'm gonna be. Um, I'm just trying to find. I gotta be um, trying to find out about all this information I'm hearing about mm-hmm. um, buildings being privatized without us knowing. Um, also, I know in the story of houses, um, speaking to the residents out there, um, they're upset with their resident council president who does not live in the in the development anymore. Okay. You know, so I guess the question becomes. How can you be resident council president if you're not in the, in the, develop, in the development? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of things like that going on that need to be fixed in NYCHA. Okay. Uh, and it contributes greatly to the problems that, that we're having and organizing and fighting back. Okay. You know, and so, and also I'll be meeting with the resident council president in Ravenswood. We met last week. And um, unfortunately, in the beginning of the meeting, she was for privatization. Towards the end of the meeting, I think she swayed a little bit. So it's good that we can probably work together and do a joint meeting and bring the education to the residents directly in a non-opinionated way, and then make them, allow them to make a decision for themselves. Because right. most of them really, really, truly, it's astounding mm-hmm. how much they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. And um, What do we got popping next week, Sandra? So, yeah, well, you know, Saturday is Juneteenth. Yeah. So yes. that's a very important um, day for Black people, black yes, community. Yes, 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 Um, So um, we're going to have, uh, US for BLM will have a little event out there from four to six for youth. Okay. Um, so anybody that wants to come out and bring their kids um, at, from four to six, uh, we have a lady, um, Jessica S., She's a public school teacher, so she's going to have her fourth graders out there. Um, they're going to refresh the altar with signs and so forth. And then, you know, going to be a lot of young young people speaking doing the community forum and stuff right, like that right. so and then we'll have our regular vigil at seven and then um yeah and the coalition will be feeding people and we'll do a, a juneteenth celebration as well on our grounds and our guests for next week will be uh Kelmy rodriguez and peggy morales give them some all it's right, a dual right. ticket okay. uh they're running uh male and female district leader uh for the 68th ad part b and um i Got them locked and loaded uh, about two weeks ago. All right. So so okay. we're flowing, we're flowing. What, and that's it. What, what is the what is the uh, district leader? Peggy Peggy Morales. I think I saw on TV or something like recently. I don't I don't know. It was because they were talking about district leader. Right. And they were saying what the what 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 the purpose of the job was. And I think mm-hmm. it was her that's what okay. the interview on. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that's a position a lot of people are not aware of and quite as is kept some of your elected officials have went through that path of either the community board right district leader you know our uh, late uh dinkins our mayor yeah, was yeah, a district leader yeah. oh you know what know that. claudia claudia had someone on her show yesterday on the mihente show with uh talking about being a district leader and what it was i guess right I, yeah, I think but, they're running. The and they were talking about right. that. Right. 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 We're being on the competition, I guess. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, not, uh, yeah. But they were talking about the importance of the district leader and um, stuff like that. Yeah. So, sure. Well, I think like Eddie incredible. Gibbs and people like that that I know, because I was going to bring Eddie on before, but I think his race is uncontested. So if your race is uncontested, you know, you don't need the platform but if it's right. contested right. and you're really running then it's good to have people on yeah. but um yeah so we're gonna have a nice little show and um have them in one will be here physically and one will be in the room back there virtually okay. so, all right, great. Yeah. Well, all listen, right. restrictions off. have been lifted by the way i'm just saying you know new york is open for business y'all mm-hmm. yeah that's the deal i mean i was out last you know last night you mm-hmm. know and night before it was 300 people in the room dancing. So yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all back now. Yeah. We're sort of really back to where yeah. it has to be. So yeah. it'll, it'll be cool if they're in the room. Uh, so big yep. shout out to everybody that that, per, that participated mm-hmm. in the chat room. And yeah. um, I got to what I could get to within mm-hmm. the context yeah. of an you hour. Asked, yeah. some very good questions. Right. Yeah. Some questions yeah. need to be answered. So. Yeah, and he stayed and he gave us good information. Yeah. You know, So yeah. I told y'all, I said, Chuba can talk now. Yeah. He can yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. Carolyn too, so yeah. they can talk. So They got a lot to say. You know what you didn't do today? What's that? So it's 68 and cloudy in New York. Right, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I didn't do the weather today. So I got you. It's 77 degrees and cloudy in New York today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 68 and cloudy. Yeah. 68 and cloudy, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.